Welcome to the Loon Society, where I'm your host, Alex. Join me as we delve into the intricacies of the young professional journey, sharing stories, tips, and resources to navigate all things good, the bad, and the loony in this chapter of our lives. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Loon Society, where we talk about all things good, bad, and the loony in the life of a young professional. I'm so excited. This is one of my first episodes, and I'm having two of my really good law school friends on the show today. I have Ashley, who went to Michigan-Dearborn. She studied environmental sciences. She worked right out of undergrad and took a year in between law school and undergrad and was in a hazardous waste facility. She turned that in from an internship to a full-time job, and then she finally decided that she wanted to go to law school for environmental law. Super, super exciting, and she's also like our law school mom, so I'm so excited to have her on the podcast today. Also, we have Hattie. She went to Kalamazoo College. She was a history and French major. Yes, she can speak like fluent French, and it's very frightening, but I absolutely love it, and she studied abroad, and she has great stories from that environment as well. She graduated during the pandemic, so I'm excited to talk about what that was like and how hard it was to find a job in the different industries she worked in and then what ultimately got her to law school. So without further ado, hello, Ashley and Hattie. Yay. Hi, Alex. Hi, Alex. How are you guys today? I'm doing all right. I'm very excited to be here as part of your little passion project. It's nice to see it come to fruition. Yeah, thank you. It's been a year in the making, so I'm very excited. So I'm going to ask everyone this when they first come on the podcast. What is like the best advice that you can give to young professionals today? Okay, so I'll go first. Um, Honestly, the best piece of advice that I got was when I was thinking about accepting my full-time job um, right out of my internship. It was the summer that I graduated undergrad, and I wasn't really sure, you know, do I want to go straight to law school because that's what seems like everybody else is doing, and it's a mad rush because I need to get this done before I turn 25 and my whole life is over Um, because anything above 25, you're just old, apparently. Um, but I'm not um, there yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a year away. <laughs> but I had a family friend and he talked to me and he said, listen, you know, I used to teach law school and honestly, the best students come from a background where they just took a year off, a year off from academia and they took their time to feel, you know, out their field and whether or not they liked their job and like their degree and if they really wanted to go to law school. And I was really nervous, but you know what, coming from someone who already went through it, I decided to take that advice. I canceled retaking my LSAT for the second time and I just worked. I accepted my full-time job and that was honestly the best decision that I've made because, you know, it's okay to get advice for something that you might not think is the best course of action because you've only been told one thing. But yeah, honestly, um, taking a year off to work and explore my field really helped and solidified what I wanted to do in law school. So that's the best piece of advice that I was given. And now you can I think that's so, so great because I am totally opposite. I went to undergrad and I just chugged through right away and I went right to law school. So we can talk more about that. But I think that's great advice that people need to hear that they don't need to get it done right away. They can take time and figure it out. And it's worth saving the money, especially if you figure out you don't want to do it. So I think that's great. What about you, Hattie? I'd say get ready to roll with the punches because things are going to happen in your life and you're just not going to have a say. I wanted to go straight from undergrad to law school and then then I graduated in 2020 in the spring with a history and French double major and could not find a job anywhere because no one was hiring. Um, So I worked essentially a fast food job for a good couple of months before I could find work. Um, and it's okay if everything goes wrong and it's not your fault. You can always, you know, pivot and still achieve what you wanted to achieve. I think that's great, especially because I feel like even in undergrad, we're given so much pressure to like figure out what we want to do and like start our career before, like Ashley said, 25. In reality, I graduated when I was 22. And I still don't feel like I'm ready for like a full-time job and to be like an adult and make those life decisions. So I think I think it's great that both of you have different backgrounds and stuff like that. So I wanted to just start off with um, kind of some background. So I'm, I'm Alex, by the way. I didn't even say that, but I'm Alex. I'm the host. Um, I attend law school currently with Ashley and Hattie. 
But I worked during law school and I also worked two jobs before coming to law school. So I think what we're going to talk about today is one, do you want to work during law school? Do you want to take that year off and work? Do you want to figure it out? What does a job look like for you that's healthy? My job aspirations look totally different from Hattie and Ashley, and that's totally okay. But I want to start off with this. Um, Ashley and Hattie, did you work during law school or did you do any extracurricular activities of any kind? Uh, Yes, so I thought I could balance my full-time job with law school going part-time, and that lasted for about two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I decided to resign and, you know, wasn't really a surprise because, you know, my company was great and they knew that, you know, they were excited for me, they were rooting for me, and they understood, and so um, I resigned from my job and I just did school full-time. I also have ADHD, so that was a huge contender and how to divide my time and you have to honestly for me it was I have to pick one because both can't suffer so um, I chose my studies because that is my future career and um, I went part-time still and I still am because that's just what works best for me I need that extra time and so um, when I have a little bit of extra time I'm also involved in four organizations um, St. Thomas More Society the Mental Health Association the Environmental Law Society, and the Women's Law Caucus. Ashley's doing better than me over there with all the extracurriculars, but I also have ADHD and decided that work was just going to have to wait until after I'm, you know, able to put more time into it. Um, But I also own a house with my boyfriend and that eats a lot of time because we have all kinds of work that we have to do on it. So no, that's I am also part-time and have ADHD and I'm currently trying to figure out how to stay afloat with it. So I love that because a little bit more background about me. I worked part-time all the way through my first year of law school. I would not advise that, especially for like Ashley and Hattie, where they know specifically how well they can accommodate their time or split their time. And honestly, studying with them has made me realize like, wow, I'm very fortunate for not having those struggles. I mean, I have my own struggles, of course, but watching them, they're so resilient and they're so happy to study and really put in the work. So I just want to say like, you do not have to be a perfect student. You do not have to be a perfect person without issues. We all come with them coming to law school. I know you're going to have to put in a little more work. I don't know how Ashley and Hattie felt about this, but they have watched me study from dawn until dusk. And they were like, Alex, I need a break. So like you need to take a break. So they were very good at reminding me. But I just want to make this very normal. Like, it's okay. We all have our own issues coming to law school. And there's so many different tools and resources and finding the right people. So Ashley and Hattie, like they said, they're part-time. I'm a full-time student. But in reality, I'm only taking one more class than them. And so, yes, that doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a lot of hours. But they're still putting in an enormous amount of hours for studying. I mean, they take the same classes with me. I think it's just one less. So... Although it's part-time, that is that is nothing. That still is a full-time job. You're still studying all the time. You're still taking the t- same exams I am. So don't let them fool you. Part-time is just as hard. So don't think, oh, I'm taking part-time. I'm going to have so much time in my life. You absolutely will not. I'm going to be real with you. They are at my house quite a bit. We study all the time. We're at school all day long. It is like an eight to five. And sometimes you study after five o'clock. But I'm going to let them take this on that part. I don't stop studying. So let me just put that out there. Don't, I would say don't take my lifestyle. I'm working on it, but don't take my lifestyle in law school because they are pushing me to have a better life balance. And that's one of the reasons I want to start this podcast is because I want to have a hobby and also help others. And I know law school is really hard, but specifically Hattie. So you said you lived with your boyfriend and you have a dog and a cat, Rue, go Rue best cat in the world but how did you the first couple weeks let's like start let's start from the beginning so we had orientation for a week long that was what eight to five every day almost yep it was yeah so yeah yeah (laughs) so it was a 40-hour week for just orientation and it was mandatory it was in-person mandatory our first day we started in church so that was (laughs) that was an experience But um, that first week for me was a huge wake up call because I was still working. So let me put this into perspective. I worked from home, which I would advise if you get any job, do a work from home job during law school because I was able to take it anywhere. If I had a break, I would work in between my breaks. 
I know that's not feasible, but at least after COVID, I think it's more normalized and you're able to get those jobs. But um, so the first week we had orientation, it was 40 hours. I went home after and worked. What, what did you guys do? How did you feel? What were the feelings coming into law school? Like anything like that? Um, well, I guess for me, my bosses were lovely. It was a very small firm and both partners were extremely kind. Um, so it was, I think, one of my last days and they asked when I was starting school, they didn't realize that I had literally worked until the Friday before we started orientation. Like I gave myself no breathing room. No break, just grind. No, just grind. Like that's 100% what I was doing. So going from, you know, editing trusts and constant papers all day with all of the craziness of clients calling and trying to manage what everybody needs to now I'm in a church and I have the dean asking us why we want to be here was kind of an experience. Yeah, she um, wrote it on a note card. She's like, take out a note card and say, what made you come to law school? And I'm sitting there like shitting my pants. Like, I don't know what to write down. I don't know what to write down. I don't even know why I'm here. Like, am I even in law school? Like, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, I want to be here because everyone in the world seems to have problems. And apparently this is how you solve them. That's pretty much what I wrote <laughs> on the card. But it was just funny going from like that constant, you know, it was we call them little fires everywhere, just constant putting out fires to now it's like this weird, quiet moment of reflection in a room filled with God, how many people? I think 140. I think that was our beginning class number was 140. Right. So my life went from extremely chaotic for those hours to like, just random projects. And I had been mostly working with people that were much older than me. So to go back and like twice the age, let's put this into perspective, like, near their deathbed oh, <laughs> like, no they're just near retirement <laughs> hey now age is but a number <laughs> uh but no it because i'm the oldest one out of the group i think it i'll be 25 here in a few weeks thanks ash for that <laughs> <laughs> but no so that really was kind of a strange strange thing on my end it's still a lot of work it's still a lot of little fires everywhere it's just different now that they are kind of my own problems instead of managing for everybody else how did you handle the balance that first week was it like I have to focus all my time on school or was it like okay I'm starting healthy habits now like when did that kick in so I would say and this is more so just advice if you're going into law school and you have like a significant other that you're pretty serious with, um, you need to have those conversations prior to starting school because your life is about to get taken over. So yeah, it was a lot of, I need to put these healthier boundaries into place now because it's only going to get worse from here. Um, so I would get home and I would work on school for a few hours and you know Taylor's always really understanding about that and super supportive. But then it was, okay, now that I'm out of work mode, I need to be out of work mode and we need to plan something to do that's just us or make dinner together or something so that it's not just me working 15 hours a day on school. Yeah, managing expectations is a huge a huge thing that I really didn't expect to be, you know, such a pivotal thing you have to do. So um, some of our parents or significant others were invited to the last day of orientation where there was a segment where they were in there for a couple hours and they had the deans and administrators talk to them and manage their expectations for us before we could. And it's important to do that, like Hattie said, with your partner too, especially if you're serious. Um, it clears the room of anything that, you know, may be sticking out, like, oh, I'm not sure if we're going to hang out tonight. I know that my boyfriend and I have been together for a few years and it was very easy to talk to him about it because from there on out, our date nights looked like study nights. And that was okay because we knew that we were both working towards something that was important for both of us and ourselves individually. So it's scary to have those conversations, especially with your family too, because I'm a very family oriented person and I do a lot of stuff with my family and I'm very grateful to have one that's so supportive. And so having that conversation was crucial because you know, I'm home all the time, you know, I'd be able to do a lot of stuff coming home from work, but now, okay, I have a test I need to study a little bit more for, I'm going to treat school like a job and be there nine to five on campus every day. And it was much easier navigating everyday life without having tension or really anything that could cause problems. It was just taken care of up front. 
I totally agree with both of them. And to give you guys my background as well, I'm also in a very serious relationship. It's been two years now. And he's in vet school. So, you know, Ashley is dating someone who has recently just graduated. So they were both in school when we were in our first year. Hattie's boyfriend has been out of school and he has a full-time job. He's a real adult. Uh, but that also brings its own struggles. And with me and my boyfriend, he is in his going into his fourth year of vet school and I'm going into my second year of law school. So we're in very different points, which is almost perfect because he's getting into his rotations and kind of having more of like that steady schedule. And then I'm like, oh shit, everything's on fire and I need to put it out all at once. That's how I feel pretty much most of the time. But when I went into my first week of law school, you know, it's like, you don't have imposter syndrome yet. Let me put that out there. You don't, I did not have it on the first day. I was like, holy shit, I'm going to go home and tell everyone I'm in law school. Like I'm a badass. Like this is cool. And then that first week I was like, by the what fifth day we were there. I was like, okay, now I'm ready to go home and like sleep for the weekend because I'm exhausted and I'm overwhelmed. I'm like, oh my God, I have 200 pages to read for Monday. I've, ne I've never read a book before law school. So let's just put that out there too. Um, you don't have to be a, like a all around super, super smart person. Like you can, you can figure it out. I figured it out and I don't consider myself naturally smart or well-rounded like my other two friends over here they are like well-rounded in all areas of you know life and different topics and I love listening to it but that first week for me so imposter syndrome did not hit I had the serious talks with Luke as well and it was more of like he was already in grad school so I kind of we kind of knew like yes studying is going to be our number one we will have study dates like Ash said but then it was also like, okay, how are we going to support each other and make time? I'm a big planner. To be honest, Luke is not a planner. It's just not, it's just not his forte. And that that's okay. But knowing your partner, knowing your lifestyle, knowing like your priorities um, and what's important to you, like having that all out in the front and in the forefront, knowing how exactly you want your life to look like, um, you can make that happen. It's just a matter of what's important. How are you going to make it happen? To me, I was like, I had a goal, a very, very high goal first day. And I was like, I'm going to do it. And I don't care what it takes to get there. Okay, my friends have seen me meet that goal. And I don't know, what did you guys think? So you guys did not meet me until, well, no, everyone met me. Let's put it out there. Okay, let's back this train up. Let's back this train up. So <laughs> is there a first day meeting? Who is she? I'm stuck in her basement. So yeah, so first week we all got that out there, you know, setting those expectations, making sure you know what you want you want your life to look like. Now let's just describe each other for a second. So me, okay. Let's let's describe me. What do you guys think when you guys first met me? When was the first time you had an interaction with me? And like what did you guys think without knowing me, but like what did you guys think? Be honest. I, I will not hurt my feelings, but like, let's, let's dive deep dive right now. I was terrified of you. Girl, in same. A, <laughs> in a good way though. Like, not that you were mean or off-putting, but like you were very serious. You are competitive, but you have everything together and you know, you have a goal. Like you said, you have a goal, you're ambitious and you know what you want and you know how to get it. And that was very intimidating to me. Um, cause I had, I still have imposter syndrome. I mean, every time I drive into school, it's like, I cannot believe I'm doing this. This is surreal. Um, but you have it, you had it together and it's just one of those things too. Like when you're going into school or going into a new profession, your perception of somebody is going to totally change once you talk to them or stay the same. Depends on who you're talking to. hundred percent. Yeah. For me, it's, it stayed the same with Alex, but it changed at the same time. So, you know, Alex is a very sweet person and honestly a great friend and like totally from social Alex to study Alex, it's a total 180. So until you talk to somebody, <laughs> just, you know, go in with, you know, okay, this is surface level, but what's underneath it. So take those conversations seriously with people, get to know them. And yeah, you were, uh, you're still the same, but love you. Yeah, love you. <laughs> Thank you. No, I think that uh, that pretty sum, pretty much sums Alex up. Um, 
no, outside of school, extremely compassionate and sweet. And, you know, that's just not what you're going to get off of her first glance in class. In class, if I had to guess, I'd say you were probably one of the older people in the room and like had already worked for a high powered attorney for like 10 years, if I had to have guessed from that first day. Yeah. So like they said, so I, um, and I'm going to get to Ash and Hattie. I have many stories and how I would like to describe them, but this is not scripted. So like, I did not ask them prior, like to describe me or anything like that. I wanted this to be very raw and true. And I think people do get the wrong reading on me because I am like, I'm very overpowering. Let's put it that way. I definitely say what's on my mind. And I quite frankly, to be honest, just don't care. And if you don't like it, that's okay. I don't want you to like me. I just want you to have true feelings. No one's very honest these days. And I think that's something very important, but I want them to say that because I don't know if it was for you guys, but they know me very well. And I'm very intentional about everything that I do. So I was very intentional about who I made friends with and you know, everyone makes mistakes. I made some friends with people and they're great people. I just, I just knew they weren't the people that I needed in my life at that time. And that might change, but what I needed was people who push me to be better, but not in school. I needed people to push me to be better in life. And like, I mean that in like the best way possible. I needed people to be like, Hey, you should have fun. Like you should go out. You should go out with us. You should take breaks. It's okay to take breaks. I did not even think that was an okay thing. Okay. Number one sidetrack. Do not watch TikToks about what to do in law school, how to prepare. Do not watch Pinterest videos. That is what I did. And it kind of part of my French, but fucked up my first semester. Like I just kind of took those wholeheartedly and I didn't figure it out for myself. And I'm just saying that because this podcast might not be the right fit for you, but I just want that to be very true. Like we are three law students going into our second year. And I just, first and foremost, don't watch those videos because they're probably trying to put on a front and how good law school is. And it's good. Trust me, looking back, it's amazing. But in the middle of it, it is like hell on fire all the time. So be prepared for that. But back on track, I knew exactly what type of friends I wanted to look for. And Hattie calls me the mafia of law school because I'm very intentional about who I'm friends with. So I was in a class with, actually I'm in a class with all of them. We have section one, section two. We'll talk about that in a different podcast, like 101 law school, but pretty much we're in the same class. We're in the same group for every single class. And so we were in contracts. I remember this specifically. I sat in the second row. Ashley was in front of me literally the sweetest person you'll ever meet in your entire life like automatically happy bubbly giggly like how are you how's your day and i literally turned to her and i was like we're gonna hang out we're gonna be friends and she goes yes please like let's do it and i'm like yep we're gonna do that and then hattie flash forward to like exam time first semester we had i think it was like four people right she was like four at that time that we were studying with yeah it was about four yeah so we and i Number two, don't get a big group to study with. That is just also hell on earth. So get like three to four people that you really vibe with that one, don't agree with you, but like push you to keep learning the material. So we were studying around exam time and I was very intentional. And I saw Hattie and this girl named Natalie, very sweet, very quiet. And I was like, I want them to be in our study group. And Ashley was like, okay, go ask them. So I'd go bother them, be like, come study with us. And Hattie'd be like, okay, yeah, thank you for the invite. Like, that sounds good. And then also, she was in the room one day, and I, I literally turned to everyone else but Hattie, and I was like, is she cool to be here? Like, very, like... Okay, no, no. <laughs> you didn't just... Turn, no. <laughs> so what happened was, we had our civil procedure exam coming up, and everybody tries to find a spot to study. Natalie and I found a spot. We've got a whole whiteboard going, and one of our friends keeps coming in the room, and he's like, hey, you know, we've got Alex and Ashley and all these other folks down. We're studying right now for civil procedure. We're doing all the same stuff. Why don't you guys come down? Fun fact about Natalie and I, we are cryptids, so no one could get us to come hang out. Uh, both of us are pretty shy, and everybody has kind of got strong personalities in law school, so we just figured we were going to do our own thing that day. Natalie goes to pack up and leave. I live, God. 20 minutes, half hour from campus. So I wasn't just going to drive home for the day because I drove all the way here. I might as well get things done. So I pack my stuff up. I've been getting invited all day now. So I get down there and I 
hey, is it okay if I study with you guys? Because the last thing you want during exam time is to walk in, take a picture of somebody's board, and then just walk out. You don't want to be- You will be exiled from the law school. Yeah, don't do that. So I walk in, ask if it's still okay if I come hang out. And after I've been getting invited all day, Alex turns to one of the other girls there and she goes, she cool. And I'm thinking, what in the hell did I just get myself into? I'm pretty sure I'm getting recruited for the mafia. This is- This is like the second time Hattie's ever had an interaction with me. But to say that, I'm very intentional about who I'm friends with. And I'm glad I was because they have seen it all. They have seen happy Alex, sad Alex, sick Alex. Like they have seen everything that I will never let anyone outside my small circle see because everyone at school, like Ashley said, they think I have it all together. That's not true. I don't have it all together. They see me in the down moments and... They're really good moments when I'm like, you know, I meet my one goal. We've had to adjust my goal setting quite a bit this year, but that's okay. But nothing brings me more joy and like satisfaction than to have good friends that I can go to at the end of the day and just be like, hey, today sucked. Like today was awful. And like, I've, I think one of my one moments I was like, damn, I can really trust Ash is when I was in a study room and I just started crying, like literally just started crying. And she goes, tell me what's going on like you just really need people like that and I think you know I know this podcast is like young professionals all around but I know we're talking about law school but this can really go for every hard degree that you're going into whether it's med school or you're going to be a dentist or honestly you're just going to go be a teacher I know teaching right now is going to be hard it's going to be a new adjustment so I think anything that we say is not just about law school. This reflects every type of degree or profession that you're going into. But I think that's the most important thing. So I'm glad that we got to talk about the first couple of weeks and like how we met each other. Because I think, yes, yeah, setting your expectations, knowing what type of friends and what type of lifestyle you want to live, if you set that up really early on, I think that's like one of the biggest steps to having a successful first year. And not success by like meeting goals. I mean, just like being happy because one of the biggest things in law school is like, no one's really happy, to be honest, unless you figure that out early on. We figured it out towards the end, I think. I think we're now figuring out like how to be happy in law school. Yeah, it's all about a balance. And, you know, when you're finding your group of people, stick with them. Um, You know, we're not saying like, oh, you know, don't have a big group, be exclusive. Don't be exclusive. Yeah, Yeah, don't. Don't. Be open to everyone, but have your small group to lean on. Yeah. The attitude I go in with is be nice to everybody. You don't know what anybody's going through in law school. I mean, I was struggling really hard mentally the first semester. And my goal is just be nice to everybody because somebody could be in the exact same position as me, but have a different outward attitude with it. And I'll never know unless you talk to someone. And so, um, you know, if somebody's like, hey, I'm having a rough time with this subject or I just need a quiet place to sit. Of course, you can come sit with us. Let's hang out. Let's study. It's just be the type of person that you wish there was more of in the world. 100%. That is great advice. Yeah. 100%. So I think that's awesome. I'm going to segue a little bit. I want to talk more about um, kind of like work and like what you guys would have wished you would have known coming to law school. So like Hattie said she graduated in COVID. I think, Ash, you graduated towards the end of COVID? Yeah, I graduated in May of 21. So it was kind of towards the end of COVID. So my whole senior year was online, and that was challenging. Um, So did that affect um, you not applying right away, too, because you didn't want to be online? Or were you just like, I need a year? I honestly was very gung-ho about taking the LSAT again, because I took it the first time. By the way, there's absolutely nothing wrong with taking the LSAT multiple times. Or if you get a bad score, shit. Right. We're still in law school. Like, it's fine. Right. Because as soon as you get in, nobody cares about your LSAT. Yeah, you never talk about it again. Yeah. But And um, if you do, tell them to shut the hell up, because (laughs) it doesn't mean anything. It's literally just a number, but you're all in the same place, so why does it matter? Yeah. Um, For me, though, I it kind of goes along with what I said earlier, where you know, there's kind of a societal pressure to like, okay, once you're 25, you should have everything together. You should have a full-time job, a serious partner or engaged, and you should be working on building your career at that point. You should be saving up for a house and everything. And that's not it anymore. Um, but I still had that of, oh my gosh, this is what my parents did. 
this is how they succeeded in life and how they got to where they are now. And I need to do the same. But when it comes to professional setting in a professional school, um, like, you know, a doctor or a lawyer, etc., or even trades, it's, it's completely different. And it's a timeline for where you make it what you need it to be. So my mentality is, oh my gosh, I'm going part-time, you know, in law school. I'm going to be 27 when I'm done. I'm going to be 27 anyways. I'm 27 well years young. <laughs> I might as well be a lawyer too. So, um, but back, backtracking a little bit. Oh, yeah. so backing up to the beginning, um, what I said earlier, how, you know, there's this big rush to get everything done. So I... I was like, I have to get into law school in fall of 21 because it's a seamless transition from undergraduate to, you know, professional school. And that's what everybody, every single person in the whole world that's my age is doing that wants to do this. That is the most far from the truth. And I found that out on like my first week. <laughs> um, so I decided, okay, you know what, after talking to one of our family friends who said, take a year, do what you're degree is in. If you like it, you like it. You don't go to law school. And honestly, that changed a lot for me because it was very hard because I wasn't used to working a nine to five. And it was okay because I took that year to just work, get some money, gain some experience. And yeah, I felt better because then the second week of law school, talking to some of my classmates, their parents they're professionals who have had a 20 plus year career and what they were doing and now they want to change. They are, you know, students who are in their thirties who are just starting. And that really opened my eyes because, you know, every picture I have of any professional school is people that are your age that are starting. And that's entirely not true. And I think that's a really important thing to keep in mind, especially if you're like me and you know, you have your pressure on yourself, but pressure from society and from your family in a good way to succeed. And so, you know, success is at your own pace, but you're not alone. hundred percent. I agree with that. And like, I think we're growing out of, you can only have one profession. Like, I think we're finally growing out of that mentality where, you know, life is longer. <laughs> life expectancy is longer and we can have multiple professions and that's okay. And I know that a lot of people like Ash said, who are kind of starting their second career, if anything, they are more equipped to start a better like law degree and law career because they have worked with all walks of life. They have seen more things than I have. And I mean, I've been in the legal world for around four years now, but it's just different. And I think it's very important that whether you're like me coming right out of undergrad or you're like others who are starting their second career or taking those couple years off, it's all about enjoying it. And I think like Ash said, like maybe if she didn't take that year off, she wouldn't have enjoyed law school. Like maybe she's like, damn, I don't think I want to do environmental law. Or how would you figure that out? You know, like, yeah, she didn't do environmental studies, but I was a paralegal. So like, what if I didn't like the law? Like, I don't know. Like, I think getting that real world experience is a hundred percent true. Like I went right from undergrad to law school, but I also worked two jobs and they were both legal. So I did have real world experience coming in. So I think, I, I don't know if you agree with this, Ash, but the best thing I can say is get that real world experience, no matter what it is, like anything will help. Yeah, absolutely. I was a completely different student um, from when I was from undergrad. I know I grinded in undergrad as well, but having that real world experience, especially with law school too, it is an entirely new way of thinking. And I know you're going to be like, that's a bunch of BS. This is, you know, it's going to be the same thing as undergrad. I'm just going to have to work harder and it's going to be more complicated. While that's also true in some aspects, it is completely different. And having that year off, you know, it let me keep my study habits still, but also it allowed me enough wiggle room to reform them without resisting. And so, you know, I found myself to be a better student because I had that mental break and I could reevaluate what's working, what's realistically not, but I still had that ethic, work ethic to get it done. Yeah, that's great. I think that's truly amazing. And she's right. Undergrad. Okay. Yes. It's a joke. Let's be honest. Like, yes, you get a degree, you maybe learn some things, but in this day and age, okay, well, what are you really learning? Especially we did online school. So like, I, I know I taught myself a lot of stuff, but also I went from undergrad doing busy work 
And like, yes, law school is busy, but you don't have small assignments. You have reading assignments that you need to get done because it's embarrassing if you go to the class and you have no idea what's going on. And the teachers won't cover it. They will say, okay, I expect you to read and let's have a, let's have a conversation about it. And um, cold calling is a true thing. I've had, I mean, there are schools leaning away from it, but I still had some professors that were old school and they did cold call. And let me tell you what, if you are not prepared, yeah, it's embarrassing. It is. Everyone will agree. It's not a good feeling. You walk out and you, you think people will remember that for the rest of the semester. They won't, but that should just encourage you to be prepared all the time. But like Ash said, it's very different. I was a... I don't know what type of learner I was in undergrad, to be honest with you. I think I was a good, um, I used my resources. Let's put it that way. I used every resource I could find. Law school, there is no resources. <laughs> Let's just be honest. There's one resource and it only gets you like halfway. So you really need to put in the work. So when I came to law school, I didn't really know what my learning style was. And come to find out, I'm a flowchart person. I am not an outline person. And a lot of people will be like, outlines are the only way. It's not, you'll find your own way. Some people do flashcards. I can't do flashcards. So you'll just find your way. But like Ash said, totally different thinking. You'll learn differently. You study differently. It is a wake-up call. So like, be prepared for that. If you think you did well in undergrad and you're just going to do well in law school, that's untrue. You might not. And you have to be prepared to be okay with that because you're competing with the top now. Like you are in a class where everyone has done well and succeeded. So just remember, you have made it. You're at the top. Just remember, you're still at the top, even if you the grades don't reflect that. Because the grades to me are, I don't know, the, they do not define what kind of student you are, what kind of attorney you're going to be. They just have to put a grade on it. I don't know. So they can get ranked. It's just, it's just how it is. Yeah, touching back on something that you said, too, um, everybody studies differently. And I think kind of like on the outside looking in, in our study group at school, you're like, that is the most mod podge group of people that I no, for possibly real. ever yeah. imagine being together. But it's like, okay, I study differently than Alex. So, you know, sometimes in with other, and Hattie too, we all have different methods, but we all study together anyways, even if I'm just doing my own work and we're all just talking about it or, you know, I was in a different section of torts. So what I was doing was different. But that doesn't mean that you can't work together, study together. Um, just because, okay, I don't study like the rest do, doesn't mean that you still can't be helpful. Yeah. Do you think, both of you, Hattie and Ash, do you think it was healthier for us to have all different study habits or ways of studying than coming together to kind of open your mind to other ideas? Or were you like, I have to be with people who study the same way? Oh, God, no. I actively sought out people who didn't study like me. Um, because if you study like me, I'm sorry, honey, you have chaos incarnate syndrome. Um, and that's just not going to be healthy for everybody to be around. And I think it also forces kind of a thing, or at least our group dynamic has become everybody studies at least a little bit on their own yeah. first. Mm -hmm. And then we come together after we've got a baseline at a minimum for the material so that we can kind of go over it, extrapolate things out, make sure that we've got things right. Um, you know, Alex becomes Professor Alex anytime we're all studying together because at that point the whiteboard is out, she's got a marker in her hand, and she is probably outlining something to show us what's actually happening with the law. Um, but that's not something that we can really do unless we all come together with our own understanding. So I think to some extent, you know, having those different tactics too, because I know there's things that everybody else does that I'll see it and I'll try it for myself and it'll work. So if we're all doing the same things, I'm not going to have that experience where I get to expand my own study repertoire. Plus, if like Alex is doing an outline and I do a flowchart, her explaining her outline helps me translate it in my mind in a way that I understand. And it brings a whole new perspective on how I approach subjects or my understanding of it completely. And it's important to be open-minded about how other people function and also be courteous and conscientious, conscientious of it too. Um, because I know like, okay, you might be working on this subject, but I'm overwhelmed with it right now. So I need to go work on something else for 20 minutes and then I'll come back to it. So, you know, it's just respecting the people in your group and understanding your group dynamic. I agree. I agree with all that, especially because 
I'm also very overwhelming sometimes when it comes to studying in a group. More so, I get excited about <laughs> getting it right. And I also like to fact check people quite often. Um, not my best habit, but it has saved our asses on some exams. So I will continue to fact check until I die. But that's besides the point. Um, like Ash said, respect everyone. And like Hattie said, I think it is 100% more beneficial to find people who aren't like you studying because if you're studying the exact same way, then it's like 99% sure you all are missing a key component. I think all of us bring at least one thing that some of us haven't picked up from lectures or readings or we randomly find online that actually is very true. Um, take that with a grain of salt, of course, and fact check it. But I think 100% I agree with both of them and not because they're my best friends, but because I've witnessed it all year long and I've seen the success come out of it and I'm sure we'll have another great year of studying together. No, and that's a great point. I think finding people who are willing to bicker with you is actually important in this context. Yeah, it's healthy. It's really healthy. And well, I mean, be respectful. Oh, but. absolutely. But you're going to find where, you know, especially if you're practicing with hypotheticals, you'll have questions come up and two people will have completely different answers. I know this happened with Alex and I, we were working hypotheticals. I think it was for torts. Mm -hmm. uh, but we came up with two completely different answers and we had a good 20 minute just bicker session going back and forth with different cases and no I think you're wrong because and well let's yeah. properly define this term sure enough that was on the exam I looked up and I almost had to stop myself from laughing mm -hmm. in the middle of an exam yeah I knew the right answer because we had just argued about it and it's fun because we're before. like oh and you we'll think it's that? that actually let's pull out the facts and then no, like yeah. it's, it's just fun like when no, she says it's, bickering it's like what you it's like siblings yeah it's, yeah yeah no and like that's but that's always going to be in my brain now that you know because it's kind of a its own kind of mnemonic mm -hmm. that way yeah and it's such a good thing too because law school is crazy because you are both correct in some situations yes, yes. <laughs> which yeah. is absolutely unheard of and like a lot yeah. of other professions it depends is such a real state yeah get used school. to that <laughs> and then yeah. be prepared to back up your side on why it depends but um, so I just want to segue, I kind of want to just, I know we talked about work and how that feels and being a law student, kind of what to be prepared for, but I just want to take the last like 15, 20 minutes and I always want to end every podcast with it. But what is like, we talk about the good, we've talked about the bad, we talked about now the loony. So what are like the looniest or craziest things? Any profession doesn't have to be in law school, doesn't have to be about your life, but like what other individuals are going through and be like, damn, yeah, I'm not alone. My life is okay. We're going to make it. Like, what are the craziest or looniest things that you've witnessed, been through, heard, seen, anything like that? So at my job, um, I was brand new. So I was straight out of college and I had no has waste experience. And if you don't know what that environment is like, um, it's a lot of paperwork that needs to be very correct or bad things can happen and explode. So literally, literally, <laughs> literally. Um, you know, those tanker trucks that you see or, you know, semis that have those diamond placards on them. That's the kind of stuff that I would deal with. And so um, coming out of college and not really having any formal training because my job was kind of something more so you learn by baptism by fire, as they say. Um, you're kind of just launched into it and you got to figure it out on your way because um, everything is so different. There's so many nuances of this job. But anyways... Um, one of my coworkers, I was told to ask him certain questions pertaining to certain parts of the process of what I was doing. And so I would go see him quite often for about the first like three, four months that I worked there, just because this is all brand new. And a lot of the questions were in his realm of what he was doing for the company. And so, you know, he was, he would answer them, um, you know, not exactly in a mean way, but in a, why don't you know this already kind of way. And so I was like, you know what, it's fine. I'm learning. I understand how this is frustrating because I'm a new person and that's a whole, it's a whole nother person that he is kind of training, but not really, but it's just another thing on his plate. So I get it. He's frustrated. Um, you know, I make a mistake or whatever. So when I was leaving my job to go to law school, he said, you know, I want to apologize to you. And I said, well, why? What's the matter? Because all of a sudden, you know, about six months later, he was just, he was nice to me, a lot nicer, a better attitude, um, more willing to help me than before. So I was like, you know what, maybe he just had a change of heart or maybe he was just going through something tough. Um, he said, I want to apologize because 
quote, I thought you were a effing idiot. (laughs) But I realized later on that you're actually a new student that came straight out of college and you don't actually have experience in this field because I thought you came from a different company and were just really dumb. (laughs) So... (laughs) Um, that changed my perspective. No freaking way. <laughs> you know, it made me feel better. It also made me go, really? But, um, yeah, your perception of people and how they perceive you can just totally be a miscommunication. And I think that kind of touches on, like, you know, how I perceived Alex. And, you know, you just don't know until you talk to somebody or you realize that they're just a college intern. Yeah. At least I knew you were smart. And, like, that person can just... <laughs> Live his life, how he's living, and hopefully he's learned a little bit from that situation. What about you, Hattie? What's the loniest thing? uh, Yeah, to stick with the theme of, oh, God, I'm new to this. Um, So, like Alex said, I worked at a very small estates and trusts firm, um, and I was working in my hometown. So I knew a lot of the clients that were coming in. Uh, and I was working the front desk as the receptionist. So the phone rings one day and I'm two weeks into this job and I'm still, you know, new to the concept that this is quite literally life and death all day, every day. And I have caller ID. So I see the name pop up and I happen to know that it was a woman I went to school with her kids. I had known her basically my entire life. So I pick up the phone and I am as chipper as can be, you know, give the firm greeting this is Hattie speaking, and how can I help you? And she says, hi, you know, yada, yada, this is my name. And I say, oh my goodness, I know you, you know, how are you? I got the job, I'm home, whatever, you know, what you do when you see one of the adults and you're home from college. Um, And she says, oh good, yeah, I've got to come in uh, and see Nancy in a little bit. And I go, oh yeah, of course, why, you know, what can I get, can I pull your file? Like, what do you need ready for you when you come in? because I know her and I can ask that question. And she says, yes, well, my husband just died two hours ago, so I'm gonna have to come in and talk to her about starting the probate process. And I went, I might be the actual dumbest person on the planet. (laughs) So she comes in and of course my bosses don't know that I know this client personally. So she comes in and it's still COVID. We're all still masked up and you know, it's still the pandemic. So she comes in and I am, holding a client and we're both crying my boss comes out and again she doesn't know me well yet and just sees this happening at the front of her firm and says what's going on yeah completely confused but yes (laughs) for the first i would say couple of months i was that girl who was just it took me some time to really get used to the idea that like yes chipper because i was used to customer service but also be very careful with the energy that you're giving off because yeah. you don't know what this person is. How do you stop hugging all the clients? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that was, yeah. was kind of one of those stellar, oh God, moments where personal and professional kind of mix in ways that you wish they wouldn't sometimes. Yeah, and I think we, you know, attorneys, and this is like every professional, just remind them, yes, thank you for giving me the advice. What can I do better? But I am new and I'm going to learn and I'm going to make mistakes and that's okay. I think one of the looniest things, where should I start? Should I start with a job? Should I start with law school? Let's do a job. Let's do a job. Let's do a job. So I used to work at um, my favorite, one of my favorite places, but it was a nonprofit and we helped pro se litigants. And, you know, you just have crazy days, crazy days. If anyone knows pro se litigants, those are people who represent themselves in court. And the legal profession is not on their side. Like no one likes to go against them. Judges like don't really don't like to be in front of them. It's it just, they don't know what's going on and judges like to be very efficient and it's hard. They can't give them legal advice either. So it's just hard to watch them sometimes go through court. And this was also during COVID. So we had, you know, COVID check-in, checking your temperature and had big um, plexiglass boards up. So we couldn't like be face to face with them personally. But, um, you know, it's like summertime, 90 degrees outside. We have a wait of like an hour and a half. Yes, we have waits because you can only have four people in the office at a time. So everyone had to wait out in the waiting room. And this guy was like sweating. And I was like, oh, sir, can I get you some water? Are you okay? And he's like, I'm sorry, ma'am. Like, I'm just, I'm just really worried. I'm frustrated. And I was like, okay, yeah, no problem. Signed him in. And then all of a sudden I hear like this screaming, like on the other side of the court, like the courthouse, like, I can't believe you. Like, what are you doing? Why are you such a, like, you know, tons of swear words. 
And we just let them kind of do their thing. They like air out their grief and we just listen. And I thought he's on the phone and lo and behold, he comes around the corner and it's like yelling at me, like, how dare you? Like, why aren't you doing your job? Like all this stuff. And I was like, sir, I'm so sorry. Like, what can I do for you? And he calms down. He's like, I'm sorry, ma'am. Like, I'm just very frustrated. I was like, don't worry, me too. Like, I wish I could help you. And then he goes around the corner and he comes back and is just saying, saying every F-bomb and calling me all these names. And he's like, if you don't help me right now, I'm turning you into the government. I'm turning you into the judges upstairs and like all this stuff. And I'm a second year at this place. So like, and I have an attitude. Everyone knows that. I tend to get a little rowdy myself. And my managers were like, okay, Alex, I'll take care of this. It will be okay. And they get them all, you know, calmed down. And then we give him a piece of paper. He tears it up. He takes one page and he goes, F you, have a great day. And just like walks out. And all of us are like stunned. Everyone watching is stunned. We like take a five minute break. And I think the looniest part of that is I kept my composure. And I think that's like the one thing. If anybody knows me, I'm a firecracker at like the heart of myself. And if I was outside of, (laughs) if I was outside of work, I'd have been like, F you, like, yes, you know what? Get the hell out of here. Like, yeah, that would have been me outside of work environment. But like in law or any profession, you are going to deal with like the craziest situations and people are at their lowest moments if you're in a very high professional job. So I think like, yes, like that's funny. But at the end of the day, like I learned a lot from that. Like Ashley said, we don't know what these people are going through. And we have to keep our composure because they're coming to us for help. And you just kind of let them do what they do. And like, you just kind of leave it at that. But I think the looniest part is I got called every name in the book. And I was just checking him in for COVID. Like, that was it. I wasn't even helping with legal stuff. I just said, sir, can you sign your name in? So yeah, like, I think overall, everyone has loony things going on in their professions in real lives. And this will be a segment on every show at the end. But um, yeah, I think it's crazy that we have like, there's so many things I could talk about. It's insane. But I just want to thank Hattie and Ashley for being on the show today. It was absolutely amazing. Oh my God. I'm so excited to like get this going and just, you know, we're going to talk about the good, the bad and the loony of every professional. doesn't have to be law school, but please come back, subscribe, listen. I don't even care if you like me, just like come back for the content because it's very raw, very real. And it's not some person who's already retired telling you what to do like we're very real and going through it day to day so we can give very constant feedback and updates and how to change and what's going on in the legal profession we're very new to it and we're keeping up with it so thank you for joining